Rice clean me up. Rice clean me up. I ain't got a stain and I'm feeling brand new. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. clean me up. Rice clean me up. I ain't got a stain and I'm feeling brand new. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Listen. Yeah. I ain't got a stain on me. Cause it's all by his grace, homie Gave his righteousness, now I'm spotless Didn't earn it, but I still got it, yeah Not by my works Now I'm in his church Ain't nothing I could earn Did it by his own, yeah, you know I didn't deserve I'm singing out Christ clean me up Christ clean me up I ain't got a stain and I'm feeling brand new, yeah, 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 Christ clean me up, Christ clean me up, I ain't got a stain and I'm feeling brand new, yeah, 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 Christ clean me up, I was headed to I was a mess, my goodness is unworthiness But now I'm feeling brand new I ain't worried about a thing He's glory, now I sing, yeah Got a new mind, got a new heart Glory to God, who art Worthy of all praises By tongue, tribes, and nations He dressed us in this white robe His righteousness we now clothe Glory to God and Christ alone Glory to God and Christ alone, yeah episode of all things theology where this is your host k-dub and we're going to be continuing part two of my response to uh the david lynn uh marcus rogers discussion uh again we thought some things were interesting we're going to be continuing um is the trinity a heaven or hell issue well marcus rogers says jingle bells jingle bells i'm not going to hell you know what i'm saying he says no and it seemed from our you know uh, first response that David Lynn was in agreement with it, though he claims to believe in the Trinity. Well, let's get into the second part. Let's not waste any time. Let's get right into it again. We're going to try to keep this each live at an hour again. If, you, if you're watching this one, make sure you go watch part one and there'll probably be a part three. Let's get into it. So there's going to be one on that throne. It's going to be Jesus. But, but, but yet the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are all in that mix somehow. The fullness of the Godhead is in Jesus, the Bible says. Well, I mean, the Bible says that Jesus is sitting on the throne, right? He, right? He's on the right hand of the Father. Uh, obviously, I, I don't believe that's literally like the Father has a right hand. But the point I'm trying to make is Jesus sits on the throne as well. Uh, it's not just the Father. Um, but let me go back so we can hear what else he has to say. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are all in that mix somehow. The fullness of the Godhead is in Jesus. <laughs> they're in that. They're in that mix somehow. And, and Marcus Rogers says the fullness of the Godhead is in Jesus, right? And and we know what that means from a, a Unitarian perspective, right? Um, generally, what now in the past, what Marcus Rogers has stated, uh, if you if you watch part one, you can see that. He said that it's the father who dwells in the son. And that's how Jesus is full. And that's how Jesus is God, though. He is not fully God, as we showed. Matter of fact, since I'm since <laughs> since I'm saying it and I know there are some people that are not going to watch part one. So they'll say, hey, he never said that. Well, let me demonstrate that. So it's just not me making an accusation and people, you know, uh, run with it. Uh, Let's see here. I think this is it. No, that's not it. Uh, spare me a moment, right? So again, this is why you, this is why you're be prepared, guys. Uh, let's see here. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, I will share my screen here with you, and we will 
demonstrate, not just make accusations that Marcus Rogers has said what I'm what I'm saying he's saying, right? So, by the way, this is the Stephen Bancars debate. So, uh, let's check it out. God already had Jesus the Son in mind. Um, so even though he wasn't a eternal being, it was more that he was an eternal thought because God was all knowing. Notice, uh, and it's going to come up in a second. Jesus is not an eternal being. So Jesus did not have ontological existence, um, distinct from the father at, at, uh, at creation. Now this is Marcus Rogers view at, at this time. Um, he says, he's never said any of this uh, and notice he's also saying Jesus is a thought in the father's mind. That's going to come up here in a second. I never denied the where, where does it say that the son was a person? We read we read in first Peter 120 that he was always eternal, but he was a thought in God's mind. Right, here we go. There we go. Thought in the thought in the God's mind. What he means is a thought in the father's mind. So Jesus existed as a thought, which is <laughs> that's not actually existence. Right. I mean, because didn't we all exist in the father's mind from eternity past? Obviously, I would say yes, since he had us in mind. He has had all his creation mind. That doesn't mean they had existence. He manifested something in the sun, just like he manifested part of himself in the bush. There was when he was in the bush, he was still in heaven. When he was in the sun on the cross, he was still in heaven. It's the same exact thing. When the Holy Spirit was in, Ma in Mary, the, the father, he was still in heaven. Always one, but able to take. So he's talking about the father actually dwelling in the sun, yet he's simultaneously in heaven as well, right? Um, again, go watch this debate, still up, Stephen Bancar's debate, uh, Marcus Rogers. Very interesting debate. Uh, if a human being, if I can take my arm and cut my arm off and throw it over there, why can't God do that? Now, that is absolutely absurd. He's arguing, he, this is what he's arguing. And if you go watch the debate, this is fully drawn out. He's arguing the same way you can... Cut a body part off and and throw it into onto something. Why can't God, uh, I guess, cut a part of Himself, deity, and place it inside the sun? Right. That is the argument being presented. Which I say that is fully that is that is asinine and absurd that someone even reasoned that way. Part of God was inside of Jesus. Notice, part of God was inside of Jesus. But what? Let's hear the argument. If Jesus was not fully God. If God step down on this earth and his he said jesus was not fully god his glory his glorious body we would not be able to handle it and so yeah j just so i you know i'm making the assertion th there he is saying let's let's finish with that clip I, I think it's almost over actually and i do believe that there is a distinction between father and yes. son I, I, now marcus is saying yes yes but <laughs> again what we play just now um i don't think he would if, if he still holds to that right uh, but we're going to see something later why why I don't think I think he's just being agreeable right here. But he's actually going to contradict himself uh, a little later, which is classic uh, Marcus Rogers, right? I, I agree, too. Let me let me say that before y'all give him a hard time. You know, I've asked people when Jesus was crucified, was the father crucified? Obviously not. Was the Holy Spirit crucified? So obviously there's a distinction. I believe that, you know, so just just to be clear, so y'all don't give him a hard time. Now, okay, we're going to hold him to that. He says he doesn't believe the son is the father, right? It was it was not the father being crucified, uh, which I think this is a bit of a doublespeak because, uh, in, in again, in classic oneness theology, it is it is not the father who was crucified. It was the son. But again, you have to remember, also in classic oneness theology, the father switches modes to become the son. And so it's a, it's a bit confusing. And so, I mean, more questions would need to be asked for uh, further cl for clarification. But again, uh, you know, this is my response. And uh, obviously, I can't ask those questions since he's not here. But uh, let's go to the next clip here. I don't I don't know how that's fully fair. So let me uh, thank you, Lord. I almost forgot. The whole reason I made that point in the beginning was Jesus was always there. He's always God. But I try to get people to think to show why we should just be humble and why we can have unity. So the reason now notice he's saying Jesus was always God. Well, <clears throat> we do have evidence that Marcus Rogers stated otherwise. Now, if he's changed his position, okay, that's fine. I'm not going to, but again, it's the unclarity of, uh, Marcus Rogers position that again, he's not, he's, he doesn't like to explain all this stuff, right? Because remember, for Marcus Rogers, all that is theology and doctrine, and we need to have unity in the spirit, right? Um, which is some vague reference to not really be concerned with uh, his teachings, right? But uh, let's continue. I said, you know, Jesus was a thought, was to get people to think, like, can you tell me definitely 
what form he was in, right? The, the word was wrapped in flesh. Well, that the word wrapped in flesh is speaking of the incarnation. Now, I hold to the position that Jesus didn't was not he didn't always have a body. So he think this is like a see, no one can answer this. Well, I think I can. Um, Jesus did not always have a physical body. He was uh, invisible. The incarnation was distinct in which he took on flesh, meaning he did not have that prior. Now, there are some references in the Old Testament, which I believe that even John one gets to where Jesus momentarily assumed a body. Um, the angel of the Lord clearly had a body. And so there are references to that. But that, those were not, uh, those, again, those were only temporary manifestations, temporary, uh, sorry, I don't even want to use that word, te- temporary appearances of Old Testament uh, Christophanies, right? Uh, theologians have called them Christophanies, appearances of Christ in the Old Testament. Um, and so, no, I think this question can be answered, but uh, Marcus thinks these are unanswerable questions. And then he since he thinks they're unanswerable, well, then that gives uh, credence to his, uh, you know, Trinitarian denials and, and uh, his, his uh, uh, theological heresies. Before Jesus was wrapped in flesh, what form was he walking in? And, that, and so I always ask people that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've heard Trinitarians have told me this. They believe that, that's where I got that from, from a Trinitarian, that he, he believed that... Um, Jesus was just in the Father's heart, and the Word was made flesh, right? That's how he explained it. Now, I don't know what Trinitarian you got that from, but that is not Trinitarianism. That is oneness, uh, oneness uh, theology, uh, that the Father, that the Son only existed in the Father's heart. Um, I, I, again, th- that is, uh, that wouldn't, <laughs> again, you would have to tell, hey, who's the Trinitarian you, you heard this from? I mean, some, some, in guy on the internet who maybe been a trinitarian for a couple weeks uh i've never heard a trinitarian explain uh the trinity in that fashion and so that's that was very interesting uh section right there but we're gonna move on because this section is what i call the human reasoning section right you ask a but a bunch of what if questions right they're not intended to actually teach something positively but they're also not trying to uh you know, negate anything. It's just a bunch of what if reasoning. This is why I call this the what if human reasoning section. But it is a, it is a really interesting question. And the Bible is so clear that there's one, and that's where people are trying to define what does that mean? Because some people, you know, I come- yes. And again, I am a monotheist. I believe that there is one God. The problem is oneness uh, and uh, Unitarians believe this is a numerical one of person, right? Rather than of unity, he talks about funny enough, the guy who talks about unity of the spirit being one in the unity of the spirit only wants to allow when he talks about God, a numerical one as, as a person. Right. Um, that's the that's the ironic thing. You know, the the, the term a cod uh, can be used in, in, in numerous places are used to not represent numerical one, but rather. Uh, um yeah, this unity. I mean, we see that with marriage, right? Uh, a marriage is called one. The husband and wife become one. They are unified. Uh, it would be silly to say, well, marriage is only existence of one person, right? Uh, that's just an analogy. Hopefully, don't run too far with that analogy, but hopefully you get what I'm saying, that the term akkad does not always mean numerical one. Um, and so we can't assume, we can't question beg and assume when we say, well, God is one, right? People always say that, you know, you do a video of the Trinity, God is one, God is one. I was like, oh no, we're, we're, we're done. Trinitarians, pack it up, go home. No, no, slow down. Not too fast, right? Uh, pause for the cause or cause for the pause, right? Um, no, let's slow it down. Let's actually break that down, what it means to be one. Uh, biblically, Biblically, right? Not oh well. Everybody knows what one. You do one plus one. That's two. No, we, we we're not deriving a mathematic formula when we talk about God being one. And so I think those are important things to uh, define when we're having this discussion. What do we mean by God is one? Right? <laughs> you guys know how I do. You 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 always got to define your terms, right? You got to tell people. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? Right? Otherwise, you will lead to faulty conclusion. But let's continue. On both sides, they'll argue. Okay, if there's three. 
if there's oh, you, you just know when Marcus Rogers is speaking, there's going to become an analogy that actually uh, breaks down at some point, right? Three, that's not one. But then people use the example, and this is how I believe it, like the husband and wife are one. So the Bible says we're made in the image of God. I'm a father. I'm a son. I'm a soldier. Now, see, that example right there is is Marcus Rogers has in the past classically used that to defend his oneness theology. I remember his discussion with uh, James White, well, well, not his discussion with James White. James White and him were going back and forth a couple years ago, where he's in a where he's in a car, and he used that exact thing to say why the Trinity was false, right? So in in oneness theology, there is only one person, right? And think of it as a uh, guy who's an entrepreneur, right? <laughs> one day he's a plumber, he puts on the plumber hat. Same person, right? Then he goes and he does electrical work. Right. He puts on the electrical hat. Right. Same person. Nothing shifted. What shifted his role? And then he does carpentry. Right. So he has to put on this carpentry hat. Right. I think of uh, what I think of. Uh, I, I think the movie was uh, Are We There Yet, too, where um, Ice Cube. Right. He has the it's the guy who <laughs> he changes all these roles and he's like, hold on, I can't talk to you right now. I, I, I that I'm not the carpenter. It's the same guy. But then he puts on his carpenter hat. And he's like. Hello there. Nice to see you. That's what you have in um, oneness theology. Uh, and that's exactly what is he explaining right here. Uh, where him being a father, a, a soldier, a, a, a you know um, husband, one person that has different roles. And that's the, that's what you have to under, understand when you're uh, dialoguing with uh, the oneness position. But we will continue on here. Right. There are three different things. But there's one and then how Yeah, there are three different roles, but the same person. That's not the Trinity. Um, that is not the Trinity. But let's hear it. Wife came out of Adam's side. Always now and he's used that example before, right? Because he's trying to say, hey, look, it's kinda like the wife coming out the uh the husband side, uh, you know, Adam. I, th I think he said father, but I think me uh Adam or the husband. That's not what happened in the Godhead. Right. In, 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 in uh, the, the, the relationship between the father and the son, they have always, per John one, had this relationship. It's an eternal relationship that the father and the son has always had. The son did not come out of the father's side. Right. And uh, kind of amoeboid out of the father. Absolutely not. Ask people about this. He says, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. So a lot of people argue about the Holy Spirit. To me, the Holy Spirit is just God's spirit. So remember how in that first clip I said I showed how he's going to contradict himself because remember, he's like, yeah, I, I believe there are three distinct persons. But notice the spirit is actually not it's his own distinct person, according to what Marcus Rogers is saying here. He, Marcus Rogers saying, hey, I just believe the fault the, the all the Holy Spirit is is just the Father's spirit like the, like the uh not 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 uh again yeah he should believe that the Holy Spirit is the Father's spirit not uh, it's not, the spirit is not a distinct person right who gets grieved right because it's just the Father so if, anything you point to that the spirit is uh doing right he'll just attribute that to the Father right and so no I believe that the Father the the spirit uh, is is his own distinct person. He has personality. That's why he can be described as as a person, not to be confused with human being. Marcus Rogers uh, assumes that's what's being discussed when we're talking about a person. And uh, I'm wondering if I could show should show this now. Yeah, I'm I'm going to do it. Uh, well, it's just a uh, <laughs> some of you guys, if you you know, if you watched. Matter of fact, let me get this ready too, because uh, if you've you know you've if you've watched uh, all things theology over the past few years, you, you you've seen this right. One of the most strangest, bizarre uh, explanations of God that I've ever heard, and it's still up on Marcus Rogers' channel. So one could only assume that he still agrees with this. Uh, but before I show you that, let me. Uh, let me just show you what I'm talking about right here. This video is called The Godhead Explained Like You Never Heard It Before. This was over a year ago. At one point, Marcus Rogers did take it down. For what reason? I don't know. But this was taken down and the title was actually not misleading. It is true that no one has ever explained God in the way that this video has explained. Now, this was William Jackson and Marcus Rogers, just so, just so you can see. 
like what is going on here like look this was described as god kind of i mean my goodness this is one of the most strangest bizarre uh explanations of god ever again our point is not to re uh play that but what we're going to do here is just play a little section and this is a short i made uh of a response uh again uh someone may say though marcus rogers isn't saying these words but he's he propped this guy up and he was not rejecting any of these things uh so let, let's just play this so you can see what i'm talking about portions and he's and he's vast by the way the father he is vast he is huge, he is wide, he is tall. He is at the least 15 mi- uh, 1,500 miles high, at the least. <laughs> Yo, I like this. Your arm's too short to box with God. Literally. <laughs> Literally. To see his form, because he takes up all of heaven, the universe. He's not fat, but he is huge. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Crowd in heaven. He's crowding the earth. How are we going to be in heaven if God's filled the heaven with his body of the earth? That's because the lamb was slain by the foundation of the earth. We just had to catch up to it. Uh, I mean, guys, I could go on just with some of the absurdities in that video. One, Some of the things that were brought out is, again, the son kind of amoeboid out of the father. He So he at one point, the father did not, or sorry, the, sorry, the son amoeboid out of the father. So at one point, the son did not actually have ontological existence as his, his own distinct conscious person. Uh, even one of the proof texts used in that video was that when the father created the light, that was Jesus. And so again, the Jesus in Marcus Rogers view, if he still agrees with that video he had up just a year ago, is a created being, is a created uh, person, if you even want to use his language. Um, he did not always exist as his own conscious person. And so there, we are saying two totally different things. And, I've, and this is what I've said. Uh, oneness position has to deny the eternality of the son. They have to reject, reject his personhood. Um you know, and so again, I could go on and on about the the craziness of that video. Again, people who've watched this channel know how bizarre that was. Maybe maybe I need to do a re reaction to it just to show you guys because some I don't think some people know uh, Marcus Rogers' view of God. He that's when he tried to actually explain it, and it got messy. I'm and when I say messy, heretical. Me, but apparently people have a problem. Uh, when I say that, I, I don't know why, but he, I'll pour out my spirits. Uh, I, I, mean, I, I look at it like this, you know. It's, he, you're pouring about water in me, right? And, and, and he poured <laughs> it out it, it through his work. Yeah, it, that's not what happened when God pours His Spirit out on His people. Uh, he's not giving a portion of Himself into the believer, right? Um, and, and like I said, and, and here you have, yeah, David Lynn, yeah, 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 like. It's kind of like, you know, you, you you get this water and you just pour it. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely not. Uh, again, this the issue of God dwelling is him, 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 him tabernacle. Matter of fact, that's what that word, the word dwells, the same word used for a tabernacle. He he makes his abode with us, not partially. Right. Uh, but we have full communion relationship with God. Each member of the Trinity, I would actually argue. And so. Again, whenever he goes into these analogies, it actually ends up showing how his position is very unbiblical and and uh, not in align with uh, Trinitarian uh, viewpoints. Because yeah, when you think about it, okay, you know, Jesus. Let's just let's just think about okay, was Jesus a thought? Was because if, if he's the Word, let's just think about it in human terms. Now, this is where I talk about. The section here is just human reasoning, because even if you start, let, let's just talk about it in human terms. No, sir. We have biblical revelation on who on, on the God who has revealed himself. Why start off on human reasoning and human human terms? Why don't we go with thus saith the Lord rather than um, trying to humanly reason our way to it? You, you know how many heretical examples exist because of their human reasoning? Uh, of this position of this situation uh, Mormonism with their polytheism trying to rationalize the distinction of the Godhead right um, so many views Jehovah's Witness trying to understand these things right human reasoning will end up 
with heretical uh, doctrine most times, right? If we do not start off with thus saith the Lord. But again, you're going to see why this is going to, let, let's just humanly, let's think about it from a human perspective. Jesus being a, a thought, right? You're going to see where some of this question kind of leads. We're made in the image of God, right? So we're not saying Jesus is a thought. <laughs> yeah, I just want to be. I want to be clear. Okay, yeah, but I'm not. Even though you you have said that, right? You, you and but uh, Marcus Rogers, when it comes to theology, is like a, a politician, right? You you, you, heck, you catch him saying something one day, and it's like, yeah, he's standing on it, but then you know, maybe a couple months, he's he's shifting, right? It's a shapeshifter theological guy, right? Uh, but um, but but. If you're not saying that, why even like entertain this thought? <laughs> Pardon the pun. Then we're just thinking out loud, okay? And I hope you're thinking about this, okay? Let's thinking out loud. How about we think biblically, right? Give us, thus saith the Lord. We again, the, the the theologians should be not sharing largely his thoughts, but they should be pointing you back to Scripture. Again, I, I have a problem with much of theology that starts with well, we're just we're just playing around with theology. You know, we just we're just entertaining this thought, and we're you know starting with human reasoning. And give us Bible, sir. Say, there's one God. I mean, he's he's infinite. We we can't fully describe him, but he's the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost from all eternity. Okay, so he is who he is. Um, was it that? Jesus being the word, which is the communication, the expression, the the um, story of who God is. The I mean, when you go into the Attic Greek, you know, logos is 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 word, speech, story, argument, reasoning, the reasoning of God, the uh, the story. Now, I, I I mean, even using like kind of modalistic the expression, right? I, again, I have even trouble with that, but. I do not believe what the Apostle John is trying to give you a Greek philosophical view of uh, the word. And it's like, well, the son is just the reasoning of the father. <laughs> I, I absolutely do not believe that. Again, John being an apostle, uh, obviously an apostle, but a, uh, a Jew would first have his inkling going back to uh, the Old Testament. So I believe what we should do is... Uh, is uh, have a theology that can explain this starting with the old testament um and then if you know maybe there's some connections with some greek philosophy or some greek understanding of that day then start there right but I, again i am a proponent of hey look we, we got to know what john is talking about right and so hopefully that's helpful just understanding uh, hermeneutic as well but let's continue story of god the the word of god so it's obviously coming forth from god so what is that is that is that is his image always on his mind? Mm -hmm. Was is it is it kind of like us where we have DNA or we have sperm and it's within us and we release it and that's that's who we are? Is that how in some spirit? What? What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Boy, ain't no way, boy. Boy, ain't no way, boy. No, 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 no. You see why we don't start off with human reasoning? Because what, what saves him face is he can just say, well, I wasn't saying this is what it is. But yeah, you're, you're allowing absurd things to come out of your mouth, right? It, I mean, it, it's, you know. Bruh. So now you have, I guess, the sun being uh, compared to sperm coming out of a man. And that's, you know, he's the release. I mean, my goodness, this. You see why we start with scripture? <laughs> you see why we start with thus saith the Lord? Because this is where you get into some weird stuff if you don't. I mean, my goodness. Show way how, how it is that something's coming out of me and expressing who I am. No. I mean, the best way we do that as human beings is, you know, as a man, I, ex I release my sperm and that's a carbon copy of who I am. That's my life. That's who I am. That's my image. My son. So is. Yeah. Here's the problem. This denies the eternality of the son because, right, uh, you know, if you when you're a father, you produce a son. Your son did not precede you. He did not pre proceed simultaneously. He, he did not have he did not always have a eternal relationship. See, all, all this is argued in reasoning from a human level. See, that's the problem from this, because that's one. The scriptures never speak of Jesus in this way. Oh, he's just kind of this, you know, product of, of, again, I know he's trying to make an analogy here, right? But it's not that something happened and then Jesus came about. My scripture tells me that Jesus is eternal, right? 
of the sun. He says he, your, your days will never wear out. Hebrews 1, right? He's eternal. I, I mean, he never changes. I, I mean, he created everything that existed. The sun has created, right? See, this, this, this is the, the frustrating part of this, you know. Is that how Jesus was? He was just always in the bosom of God. That's the, and that's the big verse right there, that he was in the bosom of the Father. Right. Yeah. And, you know. And, and again, in oneness theology, what that means is, he, 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 he uh, again, this is this thought language. Um, I believe this is speaking of, of, of a relational, right? Jesus and the Father have always had this relational, um, uh, you know, yeah, relationship, right? But not. That the father, that the son was literally inside of the father, right? And then the son kind of, you know, amoeboid out. Because, again, he's explained this. Go listen to that video of the Godhead explained like you never. If you guys are thinking I'm making this up. Uh, again, I may have to review that. Was that just how we always have this nature to to express and have a child? No. Was that nature? Was that being? Was that person of Jesus always within him and release that no 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 what what is going on again i, I am getting frustrated again listen to this because this, this is just again was it this was it how about we just go to the bible because the bible says again jesus is the uh he's eternal he, he he's always this i mean uh go, go uh what is it uh psalm uh, not Psalm 110. Uh, I, I mean, what, where, wherever Hebrews one is quoting, I'm forgetting at the moment. Uh, but it's quoting and it's speaking of the Son. Matter of fact, let me let me do something here. Uh, because it speaks of this issue. This is how we know. I mean, Jesus did not come out of existence of some kind of analogy of sperm of the Father, right? I mean, my goodness. Um. You, Lord, uh, speaking of at verse 10, you, Lord, lay the foundation of the earth in the beginning and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will never perish, but you remain. No, this is of the sun. Um, verse eight tells us that all this is of the sun. You're th I mean, going to, even back to verse eight, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. Right. Um, like a garment going back down to uh, 12, like a garment, they will be changed. But you are the same. Your years will have no end. This is speaking of the eternality of the sun. Um, and so I, I was just confused on why this was even, why these what ifs questions were even being what if, you know, in the beginning, I mean, the Bible says in the beginning. So, and I, you know, this, this, but notice in the beginning, the father and the son existed, right? The father and the son already existed. So you can't have this, this spermed relationship when and matter of fact, when it speaks of in the beginning, it's not actually speaking of like in the beginning of creation, like 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 a point in time. But go back as far as you want. The father and the son were there. Right. They say that's heresy. That what they told me was because then you're saying that Jesus was created. I've never said Jesus was created. <laughs> that's not true. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. Um, go watch that. Um, or, or put it like this. He has stated, he's used the uh, let there be light example. Um, he's, he's, he's uh, again, the father, the son at one time did not have uh, ontological existence of his own distinct from the father. And again, you beamed out of the father. I mean, remember, we started this showing, hey, he believed that Jesus was a thought. I mean, so, I mean, there are numerous examples proving counterintuitive to what he just said. It says the word became flesh. Well, I, well, I'm just, yeah. I'm just thinking. Yeah, no, out, thinking. I'm yeah, thinking I'm out gonna, loud, I'm like we're yeah, trying. Yeah, we're just, we're just thinking. Don't hold us to anything we're saying. We're just thinking. <laughs> Don't do your theology of thinking on online. Look, hey, if I have some questions, hey, I, I wrestle with it. I, I don't, I don't go online and just hey spew my wrestling and what ifs and maybe this, maybe that. Uh, you know, to understand the oneness of God, He's Spirit, and they that worship Him. I mean. Worship him in spirit and in truth. And do, you, do you think, and here's here's the point that I'll make, and I'm going to let you just keep going. To me, the reason I brought that up is that's not a heaven or hell issue. For and I guess we just settle it. Marcus says, hey, whatever you view about God, uh, whether uh, the relationship with the son, the father, hey, I mean, the spirit, all this is, hey, don't matter. 
right? Marcus Rogers says it. Hey, let's pack it up, go home, have unity in the spirit, right? <laughs> Not so fast, you know. Uh, you know, much of the New Testament is actually warning us of heretical issues. But remember, from Marcus Rogers, as long as you believe in the Son, just believe in Jesus. You don't don't define who He is, because then we got to say, hey, no, that's unacceptable. Okay, this is right. From Marcus Rogers, hey, just believe in Jesus. That's it. As long as you're born again, that's it. We don't got to define any of that. Someone that be able to explain that, because I've honestly, you know, I've been doing this a long time. I've never met anybody on either side who could explain it all the way, bag it down with scripture. You know, you, they. Now, <laughs> that's funny because. Uh, <laughs> so let me just show you this. Then what is this? <laughs> what is this video doing then? I mean, if that's the case, delete this video. Because, I mean, that, same, that sounds like a subtle admission that this video is indefensible according to scripture. Now, I agree totally with that. But, yeah, let's continue. You start going deep in the conversation. It's like, uh, you know, well, we kind of maybe don't know. I, I believe I'm going to just see Jesus on the throne. You know what I'm saying? But when you really start talking about that, that's not a salvation issue to me. Right? Uh, well, the issue isn't, I mean, the... the I mean, who we're going to see in heaven? Yeah, that's not, I mean, I, maybe I would argue, yeah, that's not a heaven or hell issue. The conversation is much deeper than that, Marcus. It's the issue of the nature of God. Not just, oh, who, hey, who, what, do you, what do you think we're going to see in heaven, right? Obviously, I mean, I mean, I, yeah, I believe we're going to see the sun. Um, but I wouldn't say if someone say, oh, I think we're going to see all three, that they're committing some kind of damnable heresy. But Marcus wants to just make it seem like that's the, that's the crux argument at hand. No, it's not. Not, not, not even close. When Jesus is talking to Nicodemus, he says, you just got to be born again. There it is. And so what I tell people is like, look, we can have like, it's like post-trib, pre-trib. It's not a salvation thing to me. The nature of God uh, is not on the same level of eschatology. And, um, you know, someone's uh, eschatological position. That's offensive. I find that offensive as a Christian, that that. We will put the, we will put, and Marcus Rogers does that with like everything. Everything's on the level of, hey, your eschatology, hey, you know. Um, no, I, the, the the nature of God, yeah, is, is at a fundamental first importance uh, than uh, eschatolo es es eschatology positions. But even that, there are certain things you must hold to uh, from an eschatology position. We must hold to the bodily, resur bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ and his bodily return, right? You must hold to those things. Even though they're in the category, uh, or the Bali return is on the category of uh, uh, eschatology, this is why I believe uh, full preterism is heresy. Um, so, yeah. You just need to believe in Jesus. Jesus is the way. Preach Jesus. Give people Jesus. Which Jesus? The Mormon Jesus? The Muslim Jesus? See, you're saying these good Christian, you know, Christianese, but we have to define this stuff. And if they're sincere... The Holy Spirit is going to lead them and guide them into all truth. And so I feel like there's a lot of things sometimes it's like we feel like we have to be able to explain it. And then it's like, OK, well, show me in the Bible, like show me, show me Bible that says you're not saved if you don't believe there's three standing in heaven. You're not saved. Again, that's not even the argument. Uh, that's. <laughs> Uh, no, I have never heard even a Trinitarian make that the, the fundamental issue. So right now, this is what you call a, uh, a red herring, possibly even a straw man. This is not the point we're making, um, who we're going to see in heaven. Um, so yeah, if you don't believe there's two, you're not saying if you don't believe there's just one. And to me, I've looked through the Bible. I know my Bible fairly well, and I can't find any verse to back it up. So I have a problem when people say, look, you're going to hell because of this are you're a heretic because of this are you pre I, bro you preach another jesus that's right like no like if you really in the spirit if someone really he said jesus said, take up your cross and follow me which has nothing to do with uh believing your view of jesus yeah if you believe that the that the son was a thought in the father's mind if you believe that the son kind of amoeboid out of the father uh any of this kind of yeah you you have a different jesus so yes absolutely uh let's continue with some more what if reasoning um jesus is is, is and the father are you know um co-equal yeah, yeah. um in, in which way i mean 
Jesus said, the Father is greater than I, so role, they're not equal, or the Father is not begotten, but the Son is begotten. And, G- and Jesus Jesus had to surrender his will. Yeah, and we have an explanation of why that is. He he, he took on, uh, he, he, he humbled himself, right, taking on uh, uh, flesh, right? And so... It was not the father that did this. He, the, 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 the father did not condescend to earth. It was the son. And so that, that, that makes perfect sense, one, biblically. And then when you, when you uh, again, see it in light of Philippians 2 uh, as, as well. And so, again, Philippians 2 is, is a great text to, to demonstrate all this, how, how the son. Um, matter of fact, let me, let me uh, read a section of that because I, I think that would be helpful. Uh, to just to put this in your mind, and always you know it's always good to give scripture, amen. Um, Philippians chapter two on this issue, um, yeah. So uh, have this mind among yourself, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not account equality with God a thing to be grasped, right? And so the the son humbled himself, not that he ontologically did not. Uh, have equality with God, but he he assumed flesh, right? And that's what verse seven gets to. But, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeliness likeliness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself. Uh, notice that, right? Form of God, human form, right? <laughs> form of God, human form. Pay attention to that. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. So this humiliation of Christ is what's going on. And, and this is not humiliation in the sense of uh, embarrassment, right? But this uh, humbling, this this uh, low, low, lowing himself um, by becoming a servant, right? Um, and then, therefore, God has highly exalted him, bestowed him the name that is above every name. So here you have the humiliation of Christ and also the exaltation of Christ. Two things to keep in mind when uh, you're going through these texts. But again, I, hopefully that doesn't bore you out. See, this is the stuff I love to talk about, like the, the theological nuances that the scriptures, man, of Romans eleven thirty six, from them and to them and through them all things, right? You just, you just dive in the depths of scripture and you, you get, I mean, you get down to the, the nitty gritty, the depths of the sea, and you just cause you to worship God. I mean, but here we have just all that theology stuff, right? Like, no, I love it. I mean, you, Paul in the book of Romans, man, just ex- going from Ro- uh, Romans 1 to, to 1135, he has to stop and take a break at verse 11, uh, 36. Says, he breaks out in the doxology. From him to him through him are all things. It's right. Oh, sorry, I had to take a break and worship God right there. So let's get back to this video. To the Father, right? So I just explain your perspective. Right. So that they get mad about. Yeah. That. No. 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 I mean, we're just thinking out loud, and I, I'm not afraid. All this, hey, all this is just thinking out loud. I, I don't like thoughts out loud because sometimes you, you don't want to see somebody's thoughts all the time out loud. Some thoughts need to be reserved. I think a lot of people are afraid to deal with these tough topics. Right, I'm on the streets and I have to explain this right? For sure. because if I don't, even though he just said uh, you watching part one, he said, hey, he don't wasn't he doesn't want the Trinity to be a stumbling block. You know, it's, a, it's causing a stumbling block. Well, there's a lot of stumbling blocks. The resurrection, the resurrection was a stumbling block. Right. So I, I don't see how he can say, well, I have to deal with all these, even though in part one of our video, he said, hey, uh, I don't like to deal with this, the Trinity stuff, because it, it could be a stumbling block. Right. I, I don't even want to mention the word Trinity. Right. So like someone's going to school me on the street and, and, and they're not going to get saved. So I, I don't I don't want to get. Thankfully, salvation is not dependent upon my uh, exact answering of uh, questions. Um, now, this is not an excuse to not to study, but I, I see it. This, this is why I'm a Calvinist. This is why I'm a form because uh, God is sovereign over salvation. Uh, I just freely share, freely share what the Bible says. And hey, let him do the saving. <laughs> so I got to deal with these tough topics, right? And, you know, if we do see these things that, okay, don't exactly mean equal in that sense, then we have to elaborate. What do you mean? Do you mean the essence, the equal in essence? Do you mean, you know, because obviously they're not the same and there's, there's something different yes, between sir. the Father and the Son. So I guess... This is this is now. I mean, even even when you look at the sun, there's one sun, but 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 we but we can see the rays and we can ex- feel the heat. Yeah. But yet there's one sun, and we can technically say it's three, but it's not three. 
it's just one God. I mean, some people say, well, now, if David Lynn's analogy holds any weight to what he's trying to describe, he just described modalism. Right. Because he says, you know, it's like the sun, right? He has the rays and the heat. It's, you know, three technically, but it's not really three. It's only one. Yeah, that is exactly uh, modalism. Because the, the 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 sun rays and the heat are not three distinct, uh, you know, persons, even to use that language of the sun. But hopefully you get what I'm saying. It's the same thing. Right. Uh, the rays are not ontologically different than the uh, the sun itself. I mean, that's, that's an extension of the sun. And then the 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 heat is actually just what the sun produce or yeah the sun produces and so again if that analogy holds weight that is that that is a denial of the trinity now to be fair to david he claims to hold to the trinity and uh but this analogy <laughs> does not uh, does not align with with it see this is why i'm not a big fan of uh, using analogies to describe the essence of god um like that example there god is one but he has attributes the muslims say this they say well and they struggle, like, is the attributes God, yes or no? And I, and I deal with Muslims. Some Muslims will say, well, no, it's not attributes. The attributes are not God. But the other Muslims say, yes, they are. Because if they're the attributes of God, then it must be God. But then it's a complex question because attributes like justice and mercy and love, which is all the nature of God, it's revealed in creation. Therefore, it takes on another quality. Yeah, no, no, sir. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I would hold to something that's called the simplicity of God. I believe that in, when described in reality, what we could say is God is God and the attributes are something that help us distinguish who God is. But in, in all reality, it's not like there's compartments of God where, Hey, you got, you got a little justice, you got a little grace and Oh yeah, we really like a little love. So the love compartment of God is really big. No, God is God. Right. And again, the attributes uh, don't the attributes don't take on a different form in reality i mean i don't know where he's getting that from see again they, they just talk about like we got to be able to explain this stuff biblically and then they go on to all this human reasoning which are nowhere in scripture this uh, oh man it's almost like i i explained once that i take a picture of myself in a cell phone that's me in the cell phone but it's not me at the same time yeah. And if, it's like, it's like if you take the- i have no clue what that even is was even trying to uh Get at is that trying to talk about uh, the essence of God or, or, or the uh, character of God? I, I have no clue. But again, we're just so far off in uh, human reasoning field. I, I don't know how anyone is uh, else isn't lost as well. But here's another example for Marcus Rogers. <laughs> Watch this one. Water and I pour it out on the table, but the water came from here. So the water bottles over here, the water's on the table. Right. This is still water. This is still water. Right. That's another way. But there's there's something about it that's a little distinct. So, I mean, yeah, but the the issue is that the water that's on the table has its being or existence from that which is in the water bottle. So the water on the table could not say it always existed uh, distinct from the water bottle. See, again, this is exactly what I'm talking about of uh, oneness theology coming out. Right. Uh, just very interesting. At the end of the day, like we do know that God was in Christ reconciling the world. Yes, we do know that Jesus Christ is Lord. We know that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. We know that Jesus Christ is God. And just as we were thinking about these things, trying to break it down. And every modalist and you, uh, would say yes. That's not actually getting to the heart of the disagreement. Much of this actually did not. They they didn't. Uh, I don't know what they actually disagreed with. Like uh, David says he's a Trinitarian and they disagree on stuff. But I, I don't know what they actually disagreed on. Um, I think it's important to break down, but it's also important to be humble. You know, as we break it down, as long as, you know, we can acknowledge Jesus God. I think it's just some people wrestle, I guess, with some scriptures. They say, well, Whoever denies Jesus comes in the flesh yeah, yeah, is the not way. of God. And, 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 oh, yep, man. that's right. Yeah. That is a strong proof text of uh, one, the distinction of the Son from the Father, which modalism uh, does not affirm. And so, uh, absolutely, that's right. I'm on point. Yeah, and I think this is one of the verses that Ben Carts got Marcus Rogers to go on this long tangent about the Son 
the father splitting off his arm into the that was about that section there. Same one also says that whoever uh, professes that that's the spirit of God, right? Right, right? right before that, and so somebody tried to use that on me. We, we got deep into this. Yeah, it was a uh, band cart. <laughs> you know, he hasn't really debated after that debate, uh, and so. But, but before he just said that, so as long as you just confess Jesus as, as Lord, right? You just confess Jesus. That's not what's being discussed. Like, as long as you just say his, say his name, right? I mean, it, by that logic, I mean, most people are saved, right? Except the atheists and agnostics, maybe. But uh, that's not what's being discussed as, you know, confessing the son. It's, it's actually you're confessing who he is, um, his nature, his uh, person, his deity. Not just, oh, yeah, Jesus. Yeah. That's not what's being discussed. Conversation. And I was trying to, you know, ask that person. So show me in the Bible where it says somebody's going to hell for being this or this. And here's the truth. He did. Nobody has Bible for that. Yeah, absolutely. He did. Go watch that debate. And matter of fact, uh, uh, David just brought one of the verses up. And so I believe he did. I read it from the front to the back, but that was the one verse that they used. Yep. I said, well, they're not denying that Jesus is coming to flesh. They're not denying that Jesus is God. So you're using that verse out of context. But you believe Jesus. I Actually, according to one is, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's not the Jesus. Come, it's the father who came in the flesh, who took on, uh, uh, the, the, you know, a body. Um, and Jesus is just the name of the father. So there is no true son in oneness theology and so absolutely uh bancarts was correct uh to say that but he, let's see this he asked him something but you believe jesus came I, in the flesh. yes no doubt no he, the word was wrapped um, up to be honest the oneness pentecostal people believe the same thing yeah that's because they believe the father is the son right and so that's the issue there um a few more clips again we're trying to keep this at an hour but let's uh Go here right quick. And so I remember I think it was talking to the guy. I'm not going to even bring his name up. But I said, bro, where did you get that from? Who told? Remember I told you the issue with me was, you know, people told us Trinitarians didn't believe in speaking in tongues. So I was like, what? I didn't know anything about denominations. I just know like, yo, we, we speak in tongues over here. Like, why would? But I, I do find it odd that uh, a key component for them is, you know, the gifts of the spirit. <laughs> so they, they want to, uh, Marcus Rogers want to spend all this time. Like, where, where does the Bible say this? But where does the Bible says if you don't speak in tongues, um, you're not saved? Because uh, he has said that before. Now he's trying to he's tried to back off that a bit. Because uh, notice if you say, "Hey, no, not everyone needs to speak in tongues," he he does treat you like a false teacher, or or you're you're not as uh, as, as as anointed, or or there's some kind of lower level to this. But we'll continue. You know, and then um, the the same thing is like. He just assumed I didn't believe Jesus is God. I'm like, bro, where do you get that from? And that's why I feel like if more people because you said that, that before, humility, and it takes boldness too to just sit here and have this conversation. I've had these conversations so many times privately, and when I talk to people, like, bro, we believe the same thing. And a lot absolutely not. What you said in this interview, I do not believe. What you said in the past just year, I do not believe. So no, we do not believe the same exact thing, sir. You know, a lot of people hate that and it makes them mad. But why? What is it that makes people upset? What is it that makes you know people... What? People want you to say... <laughs> That's religious. I know. They want you to say, I believe in one God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Right. I, mean, I, mean, I, don't, I don't want him to just say it. I want him to believe... <laughs> Obviously, I'm a Trinitarian, so yes, I want him to believe in the Trinity. Not just say it just because to appease some people, to, to appease Trinitarians, right? But obviously, you want, want it to be a true, genuine belief. I want you to say it like that, and and that would, I don't even know if it would make them happy, but that's what they would. Let me just say this. If Marcus <laughs> uh, truly affirmed the Trinity, I'd be a, do a video the next day uh just stating how happy I was. So it's not me just like, I just want Marcus Rogers to be a false teacher. But then he would have to uh, let go of his work spouse salvation too. So there's, there's other things that would have to be worked out. But I, oh yeah, I'd be, I'd, be, I'd be ecstatic. I would be ecstatic. I'd say something like this. Jingle bells, jingle bells. I'm not going to hell. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then that song would be true. I want you to say, right. and, and, I, and I, you know, I, I, I think that, what I what I take from this is that you're trying to explain 
explain it as you know with the words of the bible opposed to just adding your own words just bible you know just bible jesus being a thought in the father's mind yeah just just bible right the father cutting his arm off putting in the son yeah just just bible (laughs) i found that statement uh pretty pretty laughable considering no marcus isn't just using words in the bible um but last clip before we wrap it up here um because I, I, let me say this, I give it back to you. So I will say this. now this is going to demonstrate that Marcus is not saying, as I say, demonstrate as if uh, the nearly fifty minutes plus already hasn't demonstrated that he is not saying the same thing as the Trinitarians. Watch this. It's like we could talk about this. That's going to be a big thing, right? The Holy Spirit. People always talk about person. So I, I personally just believe, like obviously. Um, Obviously, the Holy Spirit has a personality. It's the personality of God. Right, right, right. So that's how I think about that. But I don't believe, right, Jesus was the word that was made flesh. Right. So here's where, here's, this, and this is not a heaven or hell issue. This is, yeah, just, I, I, I say it's not a heaven or hell issue. Uh, therefore, it's not a heaven or hell issue. But he says, you know, the Holy Spirit is the personality of the Father. Or the, hold on, matter, matter of fact, let me go back. I don't want to, I don't want to uh, take him out of context. Personality. It's the personality of God. Right, right, right. So he says the personality of God, which we know he means the Father. So the Holy Spirit does not have its distinct uh, personality. It's just, is this what the Father is? Which, I mean, makes sense according to what he said earlier, that the uh, the Holy Spirit is just God's spirit. I mean, it's not as distinct uh, person, uh, does not have distinct personality. It's just what the Father is. So that's how I think about that. But I don't believe, right? Watch this. Jesus was the word that was made flesh. Right. So here's where, here's, this, and this is not a heaven or hell issue. This is where it gets <laughs> funny. Okay, if you look up what the definition of a person is, it's a human being. Like, this is absurd. And it's showing how Marcus Rogers is using, um, <laughs> that, that's not what is being uh, communicated when Trinitarians speak of the, the Holy Spirit being a person. But what we mean as, um, what what we mean is that the the Holy Spirit has personality. He he's not just uh like a rock. A rock has no personality, though it has being. Um, and so yes, that's one of the examples, but that's not what. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's 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 sad that this is actually being used as serious argumentation because it's 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 a again, it's just using one 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 definition to support your case but again what what we have been saying as trinitarians is that the holy spirit is personality um not literally uh, a a human being because if that's the case uh the father is not a person as well because the father doesn't have a human body and then prior to the incarnation then he had to deny that the son was ever a person speaking of a human body right and so i i don't know how much this would actually help him to make this argument we pull it up and we google it right so I believe that the Holy Spirit has a personality. He can speak to you. He can talk to you. But that's exactly what we mean. I mean, personality comes from the uh, the uh, from person. I mean, yeah. So I, I don't know if he knows that, but that's what we're talking about. I pour out my spirit upon all that. It's just the spirit of God. Right. And so I'm not, I don't, people in my church, oh, the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of God is synonymous in the Bible right. at, at times. It even says Spirit of Christ sometimes. Right. And people, people don't know that verse, the Spirit of Christ. So that's another. Thing. Now, see, look, let me just read uh, personality because it shows how, look, he wants to use a modern definition. Okay. The quality of state of being a person. Right. So According to him, he would have to deny that the Holy Spirit has a personality, right? Because person means human being, according to Marcus Rogers, right? And so, interesting. But So for me, I guess I just don't personally go around, you know, I have to say that the Holy Spirit is a person. To me, the Holy Spirit is just the Spirit of God and us, the same Spirit that raised Christ from that the Holy Spirit has a personality. You can grieve the Holy Spirit. Which is exactly what we mean. But I think what he's getting at is the Holy Spirit is not his, his, his own distinct person from the Father. Marcus Rogers would say, "No, the Father, uh, the the Holy the Holy Spirit is the Father's spirit. Like like you have your you have we have, we have a spirit, right? We have a, a soul, right? I, I'm a, I'm a, a dichotomous when it comes to that, not a trichotomous, but that's what he's trying to explain about the Holy Spirit. But I don't believe like when you said about how the Holy Spirit was moving across the face of the deep. 
if we're going to really go, and uh, what did they say, semantics, I'm not really good with those words. It wasn't a person. Like, Jesus was a person. He became flesh. <sighs> That's laughable because it's so bad. That's obviously not what we're saying, that the Holy Spirit was air gliding on the uh, face of the deep. Obviously not. And then, no, But notice what he said. He says, Jesus was a person, and then he became flesh. See, this is where he actually gets himself in trouble because he just said that person means human being. So Jesus was a human being before the incarnation. See, that's actually not biblical. And so, again, this is you got to let the Bible define these things. The Holy Spirit was not a person flying over the water. It was just the spirit of God. Right. So some people can say person. I don't have no problem with that. But that's just me personally. <laughs> but some people say person. I don't have a problem with that. Well, yes, you do. According to your your definition, which is, I, I believe, uh, interesting. Well, that is what we have for today. Again, I want to know your thoughts. Again, this is part two. Definitely going to do a part three. I have like six more clips. At least I have to get to um, share with me your thoughts in the comment section, the chat. Uh, is there anything you would add to what I'm saying? Obviously, I'm trying to be as brief as possible in the limited time I have to do. I'm trying to do each one in an hour again. If you didn't watch part one, go watch part one. Like this video. Subscribe if you're liking this kind of content. Uh, Till next time, y'all. Grace and peace. Yo, grace and peace. Thank you for watching another episode of All Things Theology. If you enjoyed what you heard today, go and give me a like. Subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell. I promise to give you weekly videos, lives, interactions, exposing false teachers, sharing with you, the viewer, my theological beliefs, things about the culture and the Bible. So if you're here for that, come on and join us. Yeah.